Hey, how's it going, Internet? You're listening to the Free Cheese and Hot Sauce pregame show. Today, we are talking about the Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers. Bulls are coming in at 30-17 and 17 off of a very, very fun win against the Warriors. And the Lakers, uh, well, they're 12-34 and 34 right now. Not a whole lot going right for them at the moment. Uh, they recently lost Kobe. It's real sad. As always, I'm your host. I'm Chris. Uh, hey, howdy. And today we have John, the OG pregame podcaster. Yeah, I feel like I've like abandoned my child or something kind of with the way I keep like periodically checking. And it's kind of like when uh when a family member that you don't see like will just check in at like just the right time when things are like going well in your life and they kinda of wanna like you know, just kind of like show up and ask to... for money. Yeah, kind of like that. Except I I hope well, I hope we're making money off this. Probably Absolutely not. None at all. Dang. No Probably profit. losing money, I think. We should. Yeah, we have those ads, but who needs them, you know? We don't, apparently. Anyway, talking about the Bulls. Uh, I guess we'll do starting lineups real quick because I always forget those. Uh, we can only assume it's going to be Rose, Butler, Snell, Gasol, and Noah. Uh, obviously, Butler sat out against the Warriors, but that was with an illness and that. Rarely keeps people out for too long. Um, if it does, don't be too surprised. It's not like we really do need him for the Lakers, um, in theory at least. And then for the Lakers, and this is ever-changing with the current state of their roster, Jordan Clarkson, Wayne Ellington, Ryan Kelly, Jordan Hill, and Robert Sa- Saker? Sacre? Sacre. Sacre? I, don't, I just see it and I don't know how to feel about it. It looks like the name of the town from Assassin's Creed. Um... <laughs> Escapes me at the moment, but... <laughs> now nah, you're good, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Lakers, maybe more than anyone, have been hurt by just impactful injuries this year. Um, yeah, I'm, you had, like, Julius Randle, then Kobe yeah. uh, now, obviously. Um, at the moment, Nick Young is out. He missed practice today. Geez. Yeah, that's yeah, mean, Matt. Good thing you told me that he's out, because I was going to be like, for our key of the game thing later, I was going to be like, well, they have to play good D on Nick Young, because he could go off. But I mean, if he's not playing, I don't no, know. No, I mean, he missed, it's hard to say. We're recording this on Wednesday, um, so obviously anything can change with injuries, but uh, he missed practice today. Uh, he missed Tuesday. And without him in the lineup, there's really not a whole lot of scoring for Los Angeles. I mean, you look at their starting lineup, and three out of their five starters right now average less than six points per game. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't recognize a handful of the names that used to... I, I mean, I, I knew about the whole thing where Jeremy Lin is no longer starting for them, nor no. is Boozer, so I don't know. Neither is Ed Davis anymore, who replaced Boozer. I guess they've gone with Hill and Sacre, which, you know, at 12 and 34, why not? Yeah, you might as well just do it. I mean, at this point, it's, it's a tank. I mean, you can't, yeah. there's no way around it, you know? I mean, we always try to justify it with these bad teams that we play because we do tend to lose to them. So if we come in cocky, it's like, eh, then we're, you know, idiots. Yeah. But there's. Even whatever the plan might have been for L.A. right now seems to have fallen apart. And, I mean, obviously that's because of Kobe Bryant. Um, Yeah. Looking at their lineup, is there anyone who might be able to hurt us? I mean, off the bench... No, I was going to make off the bench Boozer could be problematic, but I think, like... 
Uh, to me, or, off the bench, Boozer gets locked up by Gibson. I was going to say, exactly. That was my initial thing. I was like, well, you know, I could see, like, Boozer, you know, maybe scoring a bit if, you know, he's the wrong, like, uh, matchup or something. And, you know, he could do damage to us. Because he can score fine, but, you know, with Gibson on him, I don't really see Boozer doing much at all. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Lin's always capable of big games. He is a good player at times, I guess. Um, Jordan Hill's been good for him this year, but he's not really the kind of guy to ever carry a team, you know? Do you feel like Jeremy Lin's kind of doomed to be in a bench role for like the rest of his career? Like, do you think ever? Yes. Like, obviously, he'll never get Lin's sanity again. That will not happen. But what, like, you mean two weeks of one good Asian player? Right. That's the thing. It's like, that was, <laughs> like exactly. So that thing though, where it's like he was so good in those two weeks, but there was so much like circumstances surrounding that that caused him to play that well. I mean. People, you know, there is, I mean, I was one of the people, like, that was so hyped on that. I was like, oh, man, he should go start somewhere. But it's pretty clear now, like, he's a good bench player. Yeah. He's capable of coming off the bench and playing, like, smart basketball, you know. But I don't know. It's it's tough with the Lakers. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's been good for him. He's young, but he's really not quite there yet. And then their other guy at point guard is Ronnie Price. So they don't exactly have a lot of options outside of Lynn. Um, I don't know. If if there's one guy, though, who I think may actually have a chance to kill us for no real reason, I think it's Wayne Ellington. Mm-hmm. Just because he's one of those guys who um, doesn't really exist other than when he plays the Bulls. He just has a knack for kind of hitting threes, and he is a pretty good scorer and a decent defender. And if we see Butler out of the starting lineup again, he'll have Kirk Heinrich on him, so there won't be that size disadvantage. Yeah, no, that's completely true. I... I... Uh, yeah, that's, that's really the only person when you go down their roster that I could see having a game. But again, if that's, you know, Davis, Butler's not, Davis could have a good game. Jordan Hill is all right. But I, I mean, you know, you have to consider who he's going to be playing up against. I mean, I mean what? Jordan Hill's playing power forward, yeah? Yeah. We usually play Noah at the four, correct? Yes. And so, we'll, we'll have Noah on Hill because... Sacre is just not an offensive threat in any capacity. There is uh, something that popped up on my phone like when I was leaving class today, and it said that it was like some like rumor thing where they're like, Joakim Noah would be okay coming off the bench to play center. Is there any like actual truth to that, or is that the first you've heard of it? Uh, that is the first I've heard of it. Um, okay. What do you think about that? You know, it's one of those things where, so if that were the case, it would be how playing center, I assume, Taj playing the four which there was like these like kind of like things going around where people were saying well you know maybe Taj is like frustrated at the fact that he's not like starting when he's come up like this far and stuff and he's more than a capable starter and like I don't think that that was necessarily true I don't think Taj was being vocal about yeah. like and not working out or something and maybe it could be a thing where there was that statistic a couple days ago that came out where it was saying like that Gasol and Noah are not particularly great on the court together. But then again, just last night, they dominated. Yeah. Like, they were outstanding. They had, like, what, 31 points between the two of them. And they both had double-doubles. They both had double-doubles. I mean, that's the best game we've seen from Noah this season. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I think, actually, I'd be okay with him doing that, but I kind of do like Noah starting at the four and Powell starting at the five. Yeah, I mean, people always bring up those metrics where they look at, like, I even forget what it's called because I really am not a numbers guy when it comes to basketball. Um, 
that's not how it's fun for me. But um, I mean, we're twelve and three with our actual starting lineup, and that features Pow and Joe. Um, in those games, we've been very, very good. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last time we actually played with our full starting lineup. Just, I think it might have even been. Well, I guess it had to have been before our little slump, because that's when uh, Dunleavy went down. Right, yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth exploring. That's kind of part of the beauty of having all these great bigs. I thought that was kind of the point, that game to game we could switch people around and work out like the best possible matchup, because we have three starting big guys. Right. Um, taking Joakim out of the starting lineup permanently though i'm not sure that we really want to do that just because of how much of a leader he is and how with guys who are energy guys you want to get them in the game quickly to get them going and to get them involved because then they can actually make an impact and exactly he is he is like the yeah no he's like our he's kind of like our hype guy like i was trying to come up with like a really bad like rap uh reference but i really couldn't come up with i was gonna say he's like the flavor flavor of the bulls but that is that is not giving him <laughs> enough credit really he's the vanilla ice of he, he's the vanilla basketball. ice of, of uh, basketball right but uh yeah it's one of those things where i'm sure like if there were some like statement that was released about it or like a question that was asked him about it because again i'm just basing this off of a stupid like bleacher report thing that popped up on my phone when i was glancing at it really quickly but i'm sure in the event of that like i'm if he's like asked or something i'm sure he'd just be like oh yeah sure whatever because that's just his nature like he'll do whatever it takes for his team to win you know oh yeah i'm sure he wouldn't like be a locker room distraction if suddenly he came off the bench for a few games or anything like that i mean that that's kind of what i'm thinking with taj because it kind of goes against everything we've seen with them in the past where they're like yeah i'm just happy having my role and contributing how i can and whatnot exactly yeah it's not to say they don't care about personal success it just seems kind of inconsistent that suddenly this year people would start getting bitter about playing time you know it'd be really pointless and kind of like silly you know I wonder how much of that is just the media trying to kind of inflame things. Yeah, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of like media stuff like flying around. And there's a whole thing with like, uh, is, is it Chris Sheridan? I forgot his first name. All I know is Sheridan guy. But uh, the whole thing where he was saying like, oh, Tibbs is going to get fired. He's on the hot seat and stuff. And then like he took this like really facetious, like shitty tweet that he probably was like laughing while he sent it. And all it said was like, you guys know that I uh, I keep my insider info very close to myself, so it's really rare that I share something with you guys. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, Tips is on the hot seat. There's a lot of rumors he's going to get fired. I'm like, I don't think there's any chance of Tibbs getting fired right now. Like, I don't know. It just seemed really stupid. Yeah, I... Like, Vinny Del Negro didn't get fired until, like, the offseason, you know? Yeah. And why would they fire a guy who's... You know, at the time, I think the Bulls were... It doesn't matter what they were at the time. Now they're 30 and 17 with a really kick-ass road record. Right. You know, it's funny. That whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was completely stupid. I I was looking at the Bulls' uh, schedule right now from earlier in the season to see when we played teams from um, California. So I was going to say the Bulls, if they win tonight, they would have beaten every single team in California which would have been really cool because, you know, they beat the Clippers in that one game that made, like, no sense. And the Bulls just dominated, like, blew them out. And then, obviously, <laughs> Golden State last night. But we lost to the Kings earlier in the season in Sacramento. So I think we'll beat the Kings. 
yeah. fuck the Kings. Well, I mean, next game the Kings are coming to Chicago. Yeah. So we won't. We'll never get the beat every single team in California in California oh. thing. You know. But yeah. If you're gonna beat up teams in like California, I think the ones you want to beat at you know their home stadiums are like the Warriors and the Clippers right now. So whatever. The teams that aren't it. the Kings. The teams, yeah, teams are not the Kings or the or the Lakers, but I because the Lakers are just a, you know. Yeah, it's still now. fun to beat the Lakers because you know, Lakers fans have gotten too cocky over the years, and this is really fun. Yeah, it's fun to have one year of really shitty Lakers, but at a certain point, I feel like this is going to get annoying. Yeah, I mean, even this season, it's funny because like Justin and I were talking the other day about how like it seems there's been like this huge like wave of like Kobe haters in the last like two years, three years. People have heard it's like, man, fuck Kobe, you should retire. And like uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of in that boat. I think to be completely honest, I think it's less of me just being annoyed at the fact that he's sticking around and just like putting up these games where he's like chucks up a stupid amount of shots and more like feeling almost bad for the Lakers of how much like, money they're paying him right now when they could be getting other players. But yeah, whatever. my thing with Kobe is like I love Kobe. He's so much fun to watch. He's been great for his literally his entire career. Um, yeah, but. My thing within the last two or so years has been the Lakers will never, ever even be competitive with him on the team again. Exactly. Just because of the way they're built and because of the way they'd have to pay him or either build around him, which doesn't seem to be working in the way they've been trying it. Yeah. And now he's uh, got a significant injury that'll be hard to come back from. So, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, you always hope he can play again, but... At the same time, it's hard to tell at this stage in the injury, you know? The last, like, real season that Kobe had a chance to get a ring would have been the Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kobe Lakers. But that obviously was doomed. I mean, <laughs> that didn't work yeah, out at all. Yeah, that, so. that was bad. That was really bad. I don't, I forgot about that. But what's funny is, like, what were really the circumstances of them not doing well? I mean, part of it was Dwight not wanting to run the pick and roll with Steve Nash, which makes no sense. Um, well, they had, they weren't using Dwight Howard or Pau Gasol correctly at all. Um, Kobe Bryant wasn't getting enough touches really to be effective. And well, he was getting enough touches, but he was getting just as much touches, but his teammates really weren't. Um, I don't think Nash was entirely healthy, was he? No, I feel like that was when he's, his like injury started to flare up because that was the thing is everyone was like, if he was still in Phoenix, this would have never happened because they have like some like healing pool like the fucking like Lazarus Pit from Batman or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that Razzle's is chilling in. So I don't know. Um, for this game, I guess we should probably mention this game a little bit more before yeah. we wrap up. Um, it's definitely possible that we will lose this though. Um, we've been talking about how much the Lakers kind of suck right now, which is true, but we also do have a knack for losing to bad teams, especially right after good wins. You see that happening today, though? You know, I think the Bulls are, uh, they'll win tonight. They will. Yeah. They, I guess they it's not them. tonight. Yeah, not technically, but like for the listeners, it is. That's the weird thing is like we'll mention that we're recording on a Wednesday, but then, and then we like, fuck up. We, exactly. So I have to like work. I have to work on maintaining character or whatever. But uh, character. It's not really character. I'm People are gonna person. know. Yes, but uh, it's all a ruse. 
Yeah, I mean the Lakers are that right now, but uh, <laughs> no, they're not even that. I mean they're just, they're bad, but uh, so basically, I think the Bulls will win tonight. I think they're gonna come out. They're gonna they're gonna compete. I mean, my big thing for them is like never let it become like a four point game with like two minutes left. Huh? Don't be not stupid. even against the Lakers. Who's going to take the big shot for the Lakers? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, like, what? I'm trying to think. Who, who's I guess starting? Wayne. Yeah, so who's there a point guard right now? Who's it's starting? Wayne's world. All right. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, All starting right, so point guard. Jordan Clarkson. Because I always get him. I get, like, who who's the uh, starting point guard for the Knicks right now? That guy who's on a bunch of, like, 10-day contracts, basically playing, like, the 2K in real life. Um. Oh, what is his name? It's like, is it a uh, Langston Galloway or something like that? Langston. Is that Hang on, I gotta look it up. Because he's in my, he's in my fantasy league. I remember like losing it when I was like, oh, I'm just gonna pick this guy because it's a cool name, but like he's actually doing okay. Yeah, Langston Galloway. Langston Gal. That's a fantastic name. Langston Galloway. Yeah, he's actually like not even doing terrible. He's averaging like, and in the last week, like twelve point three points, six point seven rebounds, three assists. So it's like. For a Knicks team that's basically done, you know, it's he's kind of the highlight, I think, right now. Yeah, he's, um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't even heard of him. I've stopped paying attention to the Knicks in just about every way. Yeah, better off, I think, doing that, to be honest. Insanity 2.0 over here. Yeah. Um, anyway, you want to make some predictions since we've, you know, pretty much made predictions already for 18 minutes? Yeah, sure. So, Bulls are going to win it 106 to 98. Oh, did you really pick 106-98? Yeah, did you? Did, was that your prediction, too? Yeah, I had 105-97. Okay, well... It's, it's, kind it's of like, about the same. It's about the same. It's kind of like in the price is right whenever someone, like, gets a certain amount, and then someone will always do, like, $1 less than them. Fucking assholes. Just to, just to fuck with them, exactly. So, uh... Don't yeah. appreciate the sport. Yeah, exactly. But uh, all the game, all the game. Let me think. I mean, it could, it really it could be anyone tonight. It really it gets that'll be the the fun of the game because that literally any Bulls player could go off and have an outstanding game. But I'm gonna say that the bull of the game will be Pau Gasol. Damn it! You stole it again. I was gonna say Pau Gasol for the poetics of. Coming to Los Angeles and taking down his old team. Right, exactly. And parading Mike D'Antoni's head through the streets. Oh, jeez. Gotta bring Justin's role into the podcast. People need it. D'Antoni's not coaching anymore, is he, for the uh, Lakers? I hope not. Like, Scott guy. Byron Scott? Byron Scott, right? I might (laughs) take that up. The Scott guy, yeah. I I think it's Byron Scott. That would make sense. I suppose (laughs) we should know. We're covering the game. Does Gatoni have a job still? I really hope not, because he's, he, he's not good. Yeah. I Remember, to... there was a oh, time I... when the Bulls were hiring Thibodeau that Mike D'Antoni was also available as a coach. Yeah. And, uh, mm. Yeah. Dark times. We should fire Thibodeau and hire D'Antoni. Fucking yeah. correct our mistakes. Yeah, do that. Just fire Tibbs, get D'Antoni. Uh, I don't know. Maybe get D'Antoni as like, an assistant coach or something. Yeah, you know, he'll uh, bring Powell back out a little bit, you know, never let him post up, and uh, we'll be yeah. good to go. We'll be ready. 
So uh, I guess that's a podcast. As always, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Free Cheese. Check us out on Facebook, Google Plus, and the sort. Uh, go to chicagobulls.reddit.com. That is the Chicago Bulls subreddit. That's a lot of fun going on there. Uh, at times there's pessimism, at times there's optimism. Uh, I guess that's just part of the roller coaster ride that is an NBA season. You can do that from reddit.com. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Free cheese and hot sauce. I don't want to be on the ride anymore. <laughs> no. Stop, stop the ride. It's scaring um, me. It's, it's too intense. It's intense. Um, what else? What else? Free cheese and hot sauce.com. That's where you can find all of our stuff, all of our articles and videos that we have to still make and all that. We have a subreddit that you could check out and be the only person who posts there. Um,. I don't know what else we have to do. Tell Layu she's beautiful if you see him in the street. That's yeah. That's I think that's he really that's really what we should have opened the podcast with mentioning. That's like the priority right now. That'll be the description. It's cool. Okay, cool. That's yeah. fine then. So uh, drive home safely, internet. Beep beep.